0: So, he comes running in, screaming bloody murder, literally, as only a seven-year-old could do. And he says, you've got to come here. You've got to come into my room. And so, I literally, I'm expecting like a man with a machete covered in blood. And he tells me what's going on. And I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> Hola. Welcome to Scatterbrain Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for coming back. You uh, you might be thinking, hey, it's been two weeks, man. Where have you been? Well, uh, the truth is, is that today's podcast took quite a bit of time to put together. It's not something you just whip into place and go, oh, yeah, this is going to be an easy topic. Uh, because after last week, I realized I wasn't ready. So I had to put a little more time into it. And the key is I still want to keep it under, you know, 20, 25 minutes. So we'll give it our best shot today. Hey, as always, Garth Heckman, Scatterbrain. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who are scatterbrained like me. So we talk about everything, not just business, not just entrepreneurship, not just money, not just mistakes we've made, not just about how my wife is a great cook. Uh, and better than your wife, though we might talk about that at some point in time. Uh, we, today, uh, first of all, you know, let me, I, you know, this is why we call it Scatterbrain, folks. This is why. Let me just say real quick, too. Keep your questions coming to scatterbrainquestions at gmail.com. That's scatterbrainquestions, questions is plural, at gmail.com. Uh, and again, the the major question in the last couple of days was, hey, where's where's your podcast? Why isn't it on? So I just told you why. Uh, And and so again, today, I want to talk about something that I have literally thought about, worked on, reflected on within myself, and I see it in others for probably years. And it started out with a quote that I read a long time ago in one of my most favorite books, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. But I want to start out with a story and tell you where the relative point of this is. When my seven-year-old and my... Three-and-a-half, almost four-year-old were playing in the room. My seven-year-old was playing Hedgehog Sonic. Now, this was like 20-some years ago, for those of you who remember that game. My three-and-a-half, four-year-old little boy wanted to play, but it wasn't his turn yet, so he's trying to get on the nerves of his older brother, which he could do very well, by the way. And so I'm in the kitchen with my wife, and, and we're doing something, and I hear my, my oldest boy, who's seven at the time, for reek out yelling and screaming at the top of his lungs. And it's getting louder because he's running into where we are and he's, he's panicked. It's all out panic. And I'm like, did somebody sever a limb? You know, is the house on fire? Did, uh, Michael Jordan come out of retirement? I, you know, I something crazy. And I walk into his room, like what is going on? And my seven year old points his finger at his brother and he says, tell him, Tell him what you said, and my my four year old, you know, he's got his hands crossed and his bottom lips kind of out, and you know, he's just that prototypical picture of a kid who's kind of pouting in a bad mood. And he says he says this, and he's got a really heavy speech impediment at that time, so I'll say it the way he said it. He said, "I love the Debo," and I was like, "What? I love the Debo?" And so my seven year old interprets. He said, "Dad." He said he loves the devil. He can't love the devil. Dad, he can't love the devil. And so I'm sitting here kind of laughing, like, really? This is, this is the major catastrophe? And I was like, okay. And, and here's what's funny is because uh, my son had a speech impediment and we we're trying to work with him. I made fun of him, as, as any good dad should do. I said, oh, Reese, it's okay if you love the devil. You just can't love the devil. And he said, that's what I said, Dad. I wubbed the devil. I said, you can wub the devil. I don't care if you wub the devil. I kind of want to wub the devil. But I said, you just can't love the devil. And so you could see him literally trying to make his mouth say the consonants he couldn't say. You know, he's like, I, We're trying to figure out how do I make that L sound? So what does that have to do with anything? Well, let me explain. Today's podcast is about a heart matter, and it's rebellion. And the point of today's podcast is what I read in Stephen Covey's book so many years ago, which really, again, made me had to reflect on myself, was a simple little quote, and it was, Rebellion is a false sense of power. Now, if you can't put two and two together with that quote, I apologize, but maybe look on Facebook. Look at all of the people on Facebook and social media, and, and it's really, it's rampant, it's everywhere, it's just really obvious on our social media, all the people who feel powerless, so they have a soapbox or an issue that they try to rebel with, you know, and so they're they trying to find this sense of power that they don't have inside, and we'll, we'll get to why in a minute, and they, they got to yell out and speak out against everything, and maybe they have their favorite topic... You know, there are people who are always trolling other people. And it, again, it comes down to, you feel powerless. So you have to rebel and try to find something inside of you to show that you aren't powerless. I mean, you are, but you're trying to show that, no, I have power. And it comes back to something I remember a psychologist telling me years ago. When you don't feel like you can control something in one area of your life, you over-control other things in your life. It's, uh, it's kind of close to what we're talking about. So we rebel for a lot of reasons. What are some of the reasons? Well, maybe as we grow up, there are unmet expectations that we've had as a kid, as a teenager, as an adult, as a male, as a female. We grow up and we think it's not fair. And we think maybe we're the only one that had to deal with that pain or that disappointment or that heartache. Or, And by the way, I'm not belittling anyone for their pain or how they grew up. We all have our issues. We all have our disappointments. We all have our pain. We all have things that we're wrestling through. So I don't want to belittle anybody. But a lot of times we think we're the only ones that had it so bad. Uh, We can rebel because we were brought up that way. Our parents were rebellious. We sometimes have pain from our past that we haven't dealt with. We feel like there's injustice in in the world, but it usually comes back to things that we felt were, you know, unjust in our life, or we had injustice in our life that we have not dealt with. And it comes down to this. You've been wounded somehow. You've been wounded. Have you ever, and I mean seriously, have you ever approached a wounded animal? They will growl and snarl because they're wounded, and they're trying to show that they have power, and you better get away, and they're trying to protect themselves. You might be trying to help them, but guess what? When they've been wounded, they act out because of that pain, because of that wound. That's what rebellion is. We rebel because we we have pain in our life. Now, a lot of times we think, well, rebellion is a good thing sometimes, right? I mean, didn't, uh, didn't our forefathers rebel against the, the British? And we'll get to where sometimes we confuse what true rebellion is compared to what we call maybe a a cause. And I don't know how better to say that, but we'll get into it. You know, as I go through Facebook and some of the different social media platforms out there, I sometimes get so disgusted. I literally say out loud, you know, would you just quit whining about the president, your boss, the nuclear arms race, the climate control, the minimum wage, the whales, the you know, uh, pro-choice, anti-choice, no-choice, choice-choice. You know, it's just, at a point... You got to start focusing on yourself and bettering yourself. Uh, You know, it's about becoming a better you. Uh, And the greatest way to affect change in the world is to start with yourself. I know it sounds cliche. You've probably seen some corny quote somewhere, you know, be the change in the world that you want. But it's really true. But if you feel powerless, you make rebellion the center of your being and you do things out of rebellion to feel empowered true power actually comes from self-awareness, comes from knowing who you are, knowing your weaknesses, knowing your strengths, knowing your hurts, knowing your pains, knowing your bitterness. It's being aware of who you are. It comes down to the simple fact that I really know I'm only good at a couple things. That's part of my self-awareness. I know that I would not be anywhere that I need to be if I'd not had the wife that I have, self-awareness. I know I grew up spoiled because I had parents that doted on me and loved me, and and I don't know that they gave me everything I wanted, but, man, they were always there for me. Self-awareness. I know that I have some blazing, glaring weaknesses in my life that for a long time I didn't think they were, but now self-awareness shows me I'm not good with details. I'm not good with, uh, you know, fixing things. There, are, I don't have a lot of gifts. I try to practice self-awareness, but true power comes from self-awareness And it comes from forgiveness. Now, you find the person that's really rebellious, always speaking out against something, always has an issue, always has a platform, always has a soapbox. Deep down somewhere, there are things that they need to work through. They need to give forgiveness. Uh, There's freedom from others' expectations. That also is where true power comes from. When you don't don't feel like you have to live up to the expectations of others. And really, one thing I want to focus on today is True power comes from choosing to be the best you. And you choose to be the best version of you that you can be, where before you say something or post something or act out, you, you stop and you say, would the best me do this? And you become the best you by having very solid and specific principles by which you live by. Again, I can't, can't stress enough how much you should read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, if for nothing else, just for this one This one point is that we all have principles by which we live by. And if we don't actively and thoughtfully think through the principles we're going to live by, then we live by our gut reaction. We live by our pain. We live by our bitterness. We live by our hurt. And that is a lousy way to live. So, you know, in rebellion, you can't change things uh, because you actually become that which you rebel against. So in your anger, pain, hurt, whatever, you rebel and lash out against things. You actually become those. Have you ever hated someone for a choice that they made? I can't believe you chose that person. I can't believe you would choose this. I can't believe you would, you know, be on that side of the issue. And, and so you judge them and you actually are becoming someone that you don't that you're judging someone for making their own choice, and you in turn then judge them as if they were judging you by their choice out of anger or resentment or, or bitterness. And you become what that person is that you might still be on the other side of the issue, but for all the things you judge them by, that's what you now become. You can't change yourself uh, from the outside by rebellion, by, you know, intimidation. And, and that's really what rebellion is. Rebellion is based out of intimidation. You've been intimidated, hurt, um, uh, there have been empty threats, people pointed fingers at you, uh, there's pain, and, and there maybe have been real threats that have been followed through, but the more you rebel, the more you expose your true lack of personal power. You, you really expose yourself that I've been intimidated, I've been hurt, um, and because of that now, I'm trying to act out. And here's the key. You cannot affect true change out of rebellion. It's got to start from inside. It's got to start from your own personal change. Because here's here's a question: Can you really force someone to change? Maybe you're you know you're that guy on Facebook or that girl on Facebook who's always speaking out against all these things. And but the truth is is you're never going to change people by your opinion, by your outward actions, by your hate speech, or by finger pointing. Uh, you bully someone with your academia or your education or your political stance, or you're not going to change them. You know, yeah. True change actually comes from within you, that you first change. You first change. And when you change inside, then you'd be surprised how many other people you can change simply by the fact that they see you change. Because when you change inside and you begin to become the person you're meant to be, there's a peace that comes to you and people are drawn to that peace. They're drawn to people who have a confidence, a serenity, a peace. They're comfortable with who they are. They're comfortable with the fact that you don't agree with them on issues, and that's okay. You know, it's, uh, if you've ever heard the story about the kid who gets in trouble and his mom tells him to sit down in the corner and take a timeout, and so she drags him over there, puts him on a chair, sticks him in the corner, and, you know, as she's walking away, he yells, I may be sitting on the outside, but I'm standing on the inside. You know, that's just it. We try to get people to stand uh, or to sit, and we just can't force it. Change has to start on the inside. So let's quickly talk about how you can overcome that false sense of power of rebellion, how you can overcome that rebellion, which which triggers you to act out, speak out, make dumb decisions. First of all, and this is going to seem like a far stretch for many of you, you need to learn to just serve others for no other reason than to serve. Go to onto a soup kitchen, go to uh, uh, help uh, at an animal shelter, go pack lunches, uh, go, you know, create Thanksgiving baskets uh, on, on the holiday or whatever. Just serve someone for no other reason to serve. And in fact, you want to do something gutsy, maybe even ballsy, go serve one someone or an organization that you don't agree with. Go serve... Uh, an organization that you've always hated, because here's what's going to happen. That's where you have to tap something inside of you beyond rebellion. That's where you have to tap empathy. And you have to begin to try to see where the other person's at. And when you can serve outside of your wants, your desires, you can serve someone outside of your soapbox or your issues, that's when you really become in touch with who you are. That's when you truly tap a power that's greater than what you have just within yourself. Just serve others for no other reason. Number two is you got to forgive those who hurt you. You know that. I mean, uh, we all hear that. you got to forgive those who hurt you. Easier said than done. But maybe the thing that will help you is to realize they didn't know any better. When people hurt other people, they just don't know any better. And I know some people who have told me, no, this person meant to hurt me. They meant to hurt you because that's all they know. And they didn't know any better. So you have to learn to forgive them. Will they still hurt you? Probably. But you still have to be free from that or that, that pain, that bitterness that you hang on to manipulate, manipulates you back into acting out in rebellion. And by the way, we can act out in rebellion in things that we think are good. And they might be. But if the core inside of us, is, if it's coming from rebellion, it doesn't change us. And that's the key to life is us changing. Next, we got to be compassionate. Understand that everyone has something that has hurt them and is unfair in their life. You are not the most hurt person in the world. You are not the most misunderstood person in the world. You are not the most lonely person in the world. You are not the most depressed, the most poor, the most... So understand everyone has an issue. Finally, the last couple. Seek to change yourself before you pick up a soapbox. Again, you have to change yourself. You have to overcome your excuses of why you don't need to change. And again, remember that as long as you have an excuse and it's someone else's problem, then you don't have to change. And the point is, you have to change. The point is, for you to become the best you that you can be, you have to change. You have to take responsibility. So it starts inside. The last thing I like to do, throw this in there, as I was talking about before, I like to take time meditating on who the best Garth Heckman is. Who you know? What would the best Garth do in these situations? And I I think about them before they ever happen. You know, what does the best Garth do when someone uh, screams at his wife, or when uh, a cop unfairly accuses me of something, or what does the best Garth Heckman do when someone sends me a hate email? So what do I do? Well, I the best Garth Heckman, and this just happened a few weeks ago. Somebody sent me a really nice hate email. I love those. I love hate emails. Uh, And how did I respond? Well, I'd already meditated on what the best Garth Heckman would do. And I responded by saying, man, I can see why you think that. I can see why you'd feel that way. I am so sorry if I triggered anything in you. I apologize. I hope to do better. Uh, This is something I'm still working through. Thank you for pointing this out. Your emails are always welcome. That's what I did. Uh, because I'm taking time daily to meditate on what the best Garth would do. So, I, I mean, understand this. Much of rebellion is based on blame. You know, we, we rebel and we say, well, it's your fault. This is why I'm pointing this out. This is why I'm screaming. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I posted this, you know. And really, when we say it's your fault to someone, we're, we're admitting we're powerless. It's your fault. I don't have power over my own response. I don't have power to be any different You know, that's just not the case. You have the opportunity to respond and not react, to reason and not rebel. The powers inside of you, as long as you begin to tap it and work through it and understand that, you know, the bottom line is all excuses stop when you truly want to change and become the best version of who you are supposed to be. You cannot become the best version of who you are created to be if you continually blame if you continually have excuses, if you continually point fingers. I I have people in my own family, uh, you know, they blame their pain and their problems and all this on their family. And, you know, there's divorce and there is, you know, unmet expectations and all these things. And I have all these disadvantages and whatever, man, you, you and the rest of the world, wake up, quit pointing fingers and just say, you know what? I need to forgive. I need to work through this. I need to get to the center of who I am and become the best version of who I can be. And if you have a faith, that might help. If you don't, you get a little more work cut out for you. But you have to, you know, the old saying, when you point a finger at someone, you got four more pointed back at you. And that's usually the case. When you're yelling and screaming and pointing fingers at somebody else, you need to ask yourself, is it really about me and not about them? Am I screaming at what they need to change because I really feel inside of me what I need to change? A final thought. You might say, but isn't rebellion sometimes good? Like, again, going back to when we were, you know, taxation without representation and we went to war with the British. Well, again, rebellion's good if it's based on principles of virtue. And again, you aren't attacking the character of the person you're attacking what's wrong through their behavior. And it's based on really principles that are based on virtue. And at that point, you can say, Okay, I'm willing to act out in rebellion because of these principles that are based on virtues that are right, good, whole, healthy, in order for the betterment of not only myself, but of mankind. If you can do that, then yes, you can act out in rebellion. So that wraps it up. It's a lot in a little bit of time, but it'll give you plenty to chew on. This is Garth Heckman with Scatterbrain. Don't forget, email your questions at scatterbrainquestions at gmail.com. I can always be bribed with rip beer and good beef jerky. And don't forget, it's just me bringing my match to your volcano. In a couple weeks, I'm going to tell you about some new investors that came on with my business and how we're moving forward. Get a little more techie with you. But until then... Stay tuned, and we will see you next week. This is Garth Ekman, Scatterbrain, and we are out. Hey, here's the deal. Um, I know you're still listening, and the reason is is because you forgot to rate me on iTunes, and you forgot to share this with your friends. So just between you and I, Make sure you do that so I don't have to come to your house and have that uncomfortable conversation. All right, see you next week.